the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Instead of just sending one plague that kills everybody, he's sending these smaller plagues, if you will, to give them time and opportunity to repent, just as he does with you and with me. He doesn't just wipe us out. He's long-suffering with us, and he wants to forgive us of our sins. He wants to have a relationship with us, and so he does this work of drawing us by his Spirit to him. He could have wiped us out with one plague. We sometimes think the God of the Old Testament is an unforgiving God of judgment, but God is the same yesterday as he is today. If we look closer, we can see the evidence of his grace and mercy all throughout the Bible. In his message today, Pastor Dan will show you how, even in God pouring out the plagues in Egypt, his desire was to give opportunity for repentance. Remember that God could have wiped you out for your sin, but he gave you the opportunity to repent and be saved. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Later on in the book of Exodus, as we'll see, uh, the children of Israel, they're going to worship a golden calf. Where do they ever get the idea of worshiping a golden calf as a god? Egypt. The Egyptians worshipped calves. If the Israelites sacrifice animals the Egyptians worship as gods, Moses says it will incite violence. The Egyptians will stone us. We have to leave the land of Egypt to worship Yahweh. It's kind of funny to consider what Moses is saying here. We will sacrifice the animals you consider gods. Your gods will be an offering to our God. Those gods aren't really gods if you can offer them to another god as a sacrifice. And we're going to offend all the Egyptians if we're sacrificing their gods. And so Pharaoh said, verse 28, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. This is the second compromise Pharaoh offers. You can leave Egypt, just don't go too far away from Egypt. Stay close to Egypt. And this is another compromise Satan offers to Christians. You can be a Christian, just don't go too far away from the world. Don't go too far with following Jesus. Don't go too far with all of that Jesus stuff. You can go to church on Sundays, that's fine, maybe Thursday night occasionally, but don't become a fanatic. Don't become extreme. Don't become a Jesus freak. Then you'll be weird. Then you'll be no fun to be around anymore. 
And some of you have family members and friends that have said things like that to you. I remember when I was in my 20s and I became a Christian, uh, I remember we lived in Florida, driving to my dad's house and sitting in his living room while he was watching TV. And I said, Dad, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And he looked over at me and he said, just don't become a Jesus freak. And I thought, might be too late. I think I already am, you know. (laughs) But especially if you have family members that are religious and devout in their religion, they don't want you taking it too far. Right? Like, just don't get extreme. You know, you can go to church, that's fine, but just, you know, don't get crazy with this stuff. And Pharaoh said, you can go, only you shall not go very far away. Don't take it too far. Verse 29, and then Moses said, indeed, I am going out from you, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore, and not letting the people go to sacrifice to their Lord. Moses is getting bolder, isn't he? Hey, don't deceive us again. Tell us we can go and then take it back from us. And so Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, from his people. Not one remained. So they're better off now than they were before. There's no flies now at all in Egypt. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people Go Now, chapter 9, we have the fifth plague. Verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of Yahweh will be on your cattle in the field, on the horses, on the donkeys, on the camels, on the oxen, and on the sheep, a very severe pestilence. And Yahweh will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. So nothing shall die of all that belongs to the children of Israel. And then Yahweh appointed a set time saying, tomorrow Yahweh will do this thing in the land. As I said just a few minutes ago, the Egyptians worshipped bulls as gods. They deified them. They worshipped cattle As gods, archaeologists have found numerous, countless paintings and sculptures and statues in Egypt depicting bulls as God and hundreds, listen, hundreds of mummified bulls in Egypt that were buried in the tombs of the pharaohs. Look at verse 6. In verse 6, it says... So the Lord did this thing on the next day, and all the livestock of Egypt died. But of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. So in one day, all of the livestock of Egypt died, including livestock the Egyptians believed to be gods. All their cattle died. And in one day, many of their gods died. It's hard to imagine how this affected the nation psychologically. To have all of your cattle die in one day, not to mention uh, these livestock were used for food, for transportation, for work. So this is like, you know, transportation shutting down. 
labor, shutting down, food supplies, getting cut off. This creates an incredible economic catastrophe in the nation in a single day. But the plague did not affect the livestock of the Israelites living in Goshen. Verse 7, it says, Then Pharaoh sent, he sent advisors or whatever to go check out the land of Goshen to see if this report is true. And indeed, not even one of the livestock of the Israelites were dead, but the heart of Pharaoh became hard, and he did not let the people go. Verse 8 brings us to the sixth plague. Again, the third, sixth, and ninth plagues were unannounced. God just puts them on the nation. Verse 8, So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take for yourselves handfuls of ashes from a furnace, and let Moses scatter it toward the heavens in the sight of Pharaoh, and it will become fine dust in all the land of Egypt, and it will cause boils that break out in sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt. And so with this plague now, this uh, sixth plague, it brings boils and sores upon the people. And this is the first plague that is directed at humans here. This is the first plague that's aimed at humans and causes boils and open sores. The word that's used here in the Hebrew, it means erupting sores on the body. That's a nice picture for you in your mind. So verse 10, then they took ashes from the furnace and stood before Pharaoh and Moses scattered them toward heaven and they caused boils that break out in sores on man and beast and the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils for the boils were on the magicians and on all the Egyptians. And so the magicians broke out with boils. They had to call in sick. And the pre, now listen, listen what's happening here nationally. The priests who served in the Egyptian temples to their different gods, they had to be clean to serve. They couldn't serve in their temples with open boils and sores all over their bodies. And so what did this plague do? This plague shut down all the temple worship. Idolatry in Egypt halted. All the temples are closed because of this plague. So God now has effectively just shut down all the idol worship. Kind of makes you wonder what God's intention was with COVID. Shutting down the whole world. Churches all over the world. God just said, I'm just going to shut this mother down. Verse 12. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh And he did not heed them, just as the Lord had spoken to Moses. For the first time, we read that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Up to now, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Now God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And God simply made firm what was already in Pharaoh's heart. In verse 13, we have the seventh plague. Verse 13, Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. For at this time, I will send all my plagues to your very heart and on your servants and on your people that you may know that there is none like me and all the earth. These plagues show that there is no God like Yahweh and all the earth. Verse 15. Now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people 
with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. What is God saying here? He's saying, I could have just destroyed you with one plague. I could have just wiped you out with one plague, but I didn't do that. God is long-suffering. God is not willing that anyone would perish in their sins. His desire is that all people would come to repentance and faith. And he sends these plagues to give the Egyptians the opportunity to repent of their sins and turn to Yahweh for salvation. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Instead of just sending one plague that kills everybody, he's sending these smaller plagues, if you will, to give them time and opportunity to repent, just as he does with you and with me. He doesn't just wipe us out. He's long-suffering with us, and he wants to forgive us of our sins. He wants to have a relationship with us, and so He does this work of drawing us by his spirit to him. He could have wiped us out with one plague. If he would have wiped out the Egyptians with one plague, then people would have said, well, that's not very fair. He didn't give them an opportunity. If he would have given them an opportunity, maybe they would have changed their heart. Well, he's given them plenty of opportunity now. But they don't repent and they don't turn to him for mercy. Verse 16 But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth, not just in Egypt. God is doing this so that his name will be declared in all the earth, including here by us 3,400 years later. As yet you exalt yourself against my people and that you will not let them go. Behold, tomorrow at this time, I will cause very heavy hail to rain down, such as not been in Egypt since its founding until now. Therefore, send now and gather your livestock and all that you have in the field. For the hail shall come down on every man and every animal which is found in the field and is not brought home and they shall die. And you see God's mercy here. God says, I'm going to send this judgment of hail, but then he warns them before sending his judgment so they can prepare and they can escape his judgment if they heed his voice, if they believe what he says and heeds the warning here. Similarly, God has warned us that his judgment is coming and he has warned us ahead of time so that we can prepare, so that we can be ready. And God has provided one way of salvation to escape his judgment, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. And some will heed God's warning and turn to Christ for salvation. Others will ignore God's warning and suffer God's judgment. Now note here with me that God tells Pharaoh about 
this judgment of hail so that Pharaoh can then tell the Egyptian people, his people, so that his people, the Egyptians, can prepare and come in out of the field and get their livestock out of the field for safety. But this will require Pharaoh to make this announcement to his people, which is humiliating for Pharaoh. Remember, Pharaoh is considered a god by the Egyptians. And making this announcement to his people is going to show Pharaoh's complete powerlessness against Yahweh. The only thing he can do is warn his people to take cover from the judgment of this other God. But I can do nothing to help you. I can do nothing to protect you as one of your gods. You got to just take cover before this judgment comes. That's embarrassing. He's humbling Pharaoh. Pharaoh will not humble himself. And so God is humbling him before his people. Verse 20. He who feared the word, look at verse 20. He who feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his livestock flee to the houses. But he who did not regard the word of the Lord left his servants and his livestock in the field. Those who believed the word of the Lord, they prepared. Those who did not believe the word of the Lord did not prepare. And suffered judgment and loss. That's how the final judgment will be. Those who believe the word of God will prepare by putting their faith in Christ. And those who do not regard the word of God will not prepare and suffer God's judgment. And they will pay the highest possible price for their unbelief. God wants us to believe. God wants us to believe in his son. He wants us to be saved. That's why he tells us in his word. And so verse 22. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt on man, on beast and on every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his rod toward heaven and the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire darted to the ground. And the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail. So very heavy that there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt and all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree in the field only in the land of Goshen. Where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. So in Goshen, they had sunny skies and people were playing golf and, you know, (laughs) totally oblivious. Now, I don't know if maybe in the land of Goshen, they could see these storms coming across the Egyptian area. It's kind of like when you're at the beach and you can see a storm out in the ocean kind of thing. Maybe they could see that. But it's not affecting them. Verse 27, and Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said to them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous. And my people and I are wicked. That sounds like Pharaoh might get saved here. Wow. And this is the first time Pharaoh acknowledged his sin and wrongdoing. But he's not sincere. As we're going to see, these are just empty words. 
This is, you know, the Bible talks about in the New Testament, godly sorrow that leads to repentance. There's a type of sorrow that doesn't lead to repentance. There's a kind of sorrow a person has when they uh, suffer consequences for their choices or when they get caught doing something wrong where they're sorry, but they don't really repent of it. They don't really change their behavior. They're just sorry. And there's a different kind of sorrow that leads to repentance where you say, I don't ever want to do this again. I want to change my ways. I want to turn from my sin. As we're going to see, as soon as this plague passes, Pharaoh goes back to his old ways. Verse 28. Entreat the Lord, entreat Yahweh, that there may be no more mighty thundering and hail, for it's enough, and I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. And so Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease, and there will be no more hail, that you may know that the earth is Yahweh's. But as for you and your servants, I know that you will not yet fear Yahweh God. I know you're not sincere. Verse 31 tells us, Now the flax and the barley were struck, for the barley was in the head, and the flax was in the bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not struck, for they are later crops. Flax blooms in February, and barley is harvested also in February. So we know this plague took place sometime in February, only a month or so before the Passover, the final plague. Flax was used for the making of linen fabric and barley was used in Egypt for making bread and for brewing beer. Believe it or not, they drank beer in ancient Egypt Uh, and flax and barley were a big part of the economy of Egypt. And so as we read this, what it's telling us is their economy was destroyed by these plagues. And remember, they've lost their cattle. The fish in the Nile have been killed, and now the barley and flax harvest is destroyed. I mean, the economy is ruined of Egypt. Verse 33, so Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh, spread out his hands to the Lord, and then the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain was not poured on the earth. And when Pharaoh saw that the rain, the hail, and the thunder had ceased, he sinned yet more. And he hardened his heart, he and his servants. And so the heart of Pharaoh was hard. Neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses. And we'll stop there, pick it up with chapter 10 next time. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for how we see your mercy and your patience with Pharaoh and with the Egyptian people. And Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your patience with us. We thank you, Lord, for how you drew us by your spirit. We thank you that you didn't just lower the hammer on us, but you gave us opportunity after opportunity to respond to you. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I I pray that we would not compromise in any way. Lord, even when we see so much compromise uh, in the world around us by people who name your name, Lord, I pray that we would be people that are faithful to you and are ready for you. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Ring of Truth just brought you another great verse-by-verse teaching with Pastor Dan Sexton. Aren't you glad you stuck around to listen? We trust today's words touched your life in a very real and personal way. Pastor Dan has been staying in the book of Exodus with its stories of redemption and so much more. You don't want to miss a single episode. And if by chance you already have, just go to calvaryec.com to catch up. While you're there, check out our app to get other messages. Follow us on Facebook and iTunes, too. If you don't know that much about us or what we believe, make sure to visit the About tab. It will fill you in on what we're all about here. Are you in the Maryland area? Come visit us either Sunday morning or Thursday evening. Times can be found at calvaryec.com, so make sure to go there now. Meeting you face-to-face would be such a privilege. Our time with you has come to an end today, and so for now we say goodbye. But before we go, would you give us a call at 410-491-4592 and let us know how this program spoke to you today? Again, that's 410-491-4592. We always appreciate hearing from our listeners. Thank you from Columbia, Maryland, for listening to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.